This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Only in New York. Welcome to Only in New York. I'm Tracy Carnazzo. I'm Andrea Allen. And I'm Hamda. And our guest today is the host of the very funny podcast, Are You Garbage? Good COVID. Please welcome Henry Foley. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Hey. Thank you for being here. Of course. You are so New York to me, and it's so weird because you're not from New York. Mm Mm-mm. Why you're do you think from, I'm so New York? I don't know. You're just like why that did you guy. ask that like, question? I think because, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm gonna tell you why. To? What the fuck, huh? You're not, so New York to me. <laughs> really? I mean, yeah. I, I feel like we're so New York. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying that I'm attracted to you or not, but all I'm saying <laughs> is that I have seen you. I feel like on more than one occasion, play some kind of union worker in uh in different tv shows and i feel like that's why like you're you are the construction worker like i've seen you what what was it selling hot dogs sold hot dogs uh work construction yeah and uh worked as a security guard at an airport where i let somebody steal a plane on a manifest this this is what i'm saying like this is why he's so new york so when you let when stop stop everyone stop when you let someone steal the plane was your line like i didn't even fucking know like something like that that. yeah yeah and that's why i I see that for you i did you at least get greased No, no, I got. Th- I assume I got fired. Well, they never brought me back on the show, so I, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know what happened. Maybe, you're, maybe <laughs> your character got killed. <laughs> maybe they killed you off. You want to hear a funny story about yeah. that? Just yeah. as far as like, uh, <laughs> no, like, I don't. You know, like, <laughs> no, not right. This isn't the place or the time. So, <laughs> just like you know, New York moments or whatever. Like you know, being in like you know the acting world here. Uh, I get I get to set, and the two people that I'm in the scene with are the stars of the show. They're both beautiful, like just just gorgeous. So, you yeah. know, they have they have the stand-ins and all that stuff for when they're doing the lighting and stuff like that. And um I think it was like one of the first times I ever got a stand-in. Usually my part is so low that Usually I'm, you are the stand-in. Yeah, I'm usually yeah. <laughs> I'm usually doing my own my own stand-in stuff. But You're I'm standing in the corner. <laughs> yeah, I'm standing there and I'm eating breakfast and uh you know, feeling like really good about it and stuff like that and I look over and like uh, one of the one of the union guys is like, all right, we need the all the stand ins. You guys are going to leave and go to set and all that kind of stuff. And then I see like this beautiful girl who's standing in for the lead actor actor. And then I see a beautiful guy who's standing in for the other actor. And then I just see this thing (laughs) standing there. With like, with like an Izod shirt tucked into his sweatpants, his fucking hairs everywhere. He's eating an omelet with his hand. It's a mirror. And I just say to the union guy, <laughs> union guy I'm, I'm like, who, who, who's, who's, uh, who, who, who's he standing in for? And he just, he just, he just literally just looked at me up and down and was like, "I'll see you later." <laughs> yeah, you. I, I hate to tell you this, but you were wrong for asking. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> It was it was it was very sobering. <laughs> Nothing against that guy, obviously. No, I mean that guy, no. you know, God yeah. bless him and everyone counts in life or yes. all the rest of that stuff. I mean, that we just talk about. just going for it at the fucking buffet line. Not even not even holding back at all. I mean, we we talked about this with Gilbert Godfrey, but he steals from buffet lines of yeah, um, from craft services. He steals not even part of. Oh, yeah. But he doesn't even like sneak it. He's like, hi, you know who I am. And he watches people flip out and then goes so I can have a sandwich and they fall all over themselves to give him one. And he just he just loves getting it free. I know. I in the documentary that they had about him, the the huge containers 
Uh, yeah. of, of shit that he's stolen, Hotel not stolen, or, yeah, yes. over the years. Yes. But I do always say that that's something that's very New York is um, if you're walking around New York City and you look like a halfway decent human being, you have a backpack on. It's like the fall or something like that. Uh, I don't know why it has to be the fall, but and you I see don't know a, why you have to have a backpack on. It, but we're is this your fantasy? Out. Go ahead. No, no, no. If you walk by if you walk by a craft services uh, set up on the street in New York and you just play it cool. Just oh, yeah. walk in. You can easily, and I'm talking about craft services, not like the lunch trucks might be sure. a little bit more difficult to penetrate because everybody's uh-huh. there. But if you just I'm walk penetrating. in, <laughs> if you just walk in, you grab a couple granola bars, some fucking almonds, a coffee. No yeah, questions asked. They have no ever. idea. You have uh-huh. to act, you have to act like you've been there before. That's exactly. the whole thing. And I think that that is the theme of New York City in general because when I, you know, worked in music or even just like used to go to shows and stuff, I if was you, a doctor. When mm-hmm. I was a doctor, <laughs> when you, you worked just in a pre- tanning bed, Okay, first of all, that was my favorite job. So I was don't an even talk shit. Don't talk shit about my tanning salon days. Legal um, aid. <laughs> but if you just walk backstage, like yeah. walk past security, don't make eye contact, keep your head held high, have some kind of laminate around your neck, like even yeah. if it's just your library card clipped to a shoelace, mm-hmm. and you walk with a purpose, like no one's going to question you. Yeah, when I lived in Williamsburg, they used to shoot near me all the time, and I would like butter a bagel. I would yeah. be talking to people. Fuck yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful morning. New York what City is a big place. You mentioned like security and stuff like that. You always make friends with you know, or you're nice to the doorman, yeah. the security guard, the yeah. bar back. Mm-hmm. You all, it's always those kinds of people that you want to make sure, you know, you, you have a good rapport and good relationship with. Then you can fucking do anything. Yeah, literally. They're, they're, they're the turnkeys. They're the turnkeys. Yes. They are. Yeah. They're the keys to the city. It's like the security guard. Mm-hmm. That, like, that's the guy you want to know. He, ha- he has literally all the keys. Yeah, the even, bouncer even at the, the front sig- door. Even the security guards in, in high school that Tracy, I don't know if you experienced this, but like, oh, yes, you can. If Girl, I'm just friends, imagining you two in high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, and, and I didn't make friends with the security guards, but I saw that people can. I just didn't have the balls at the time. But you make friends with the security guard. You'll be late. They'll walk you to your class and say, like, hey, I needed this yeah. person or um, the guidance counselor. You could sort of steal their pad of like, hey, it's late. You know, this oh, person's late. Let and me you tell just, you. You just use those. You can sell those pads to other students. But yeah, those are the people. You know, you've heard. You've heard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely did that. I um, I friended the counselors in school all the time. Um, we had like a some kind of like sexual wellness office. I think it was like part of the guidance counselor's office. And I used to be like, oh, I have to go to the sexual wellness office all the time. Like, I don't even really know what that meant. And then I would just go home. Like I would walk out, but yes, if you're, uh, uh, when I went to Catholic school, I was like good friends with one of the nuns, obviously. And Mm -hmm. I would, she was the counselor nun and there was like a beanbag chair and like a quiet reading space outside Mm -hmm. of her office. And I would just be like, I'm feeling anxious and just go sit there. You know, there. that's, that's yeah. like a setup for a, a, an S&M dungeon now. A beanbag. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and uh-huh. a nun costume. Uh-huh. It's good to have a nun in your back pocket, though. That's always smart. Absolutely. Shout yeah, out to it. Sister Diane. And guidance counselors and vice principals and uh, health and gym teachers, they're the ones you want to keep greased when you're in high school uh-huh. and you coast right through. You don't want to go for the principal because the vice principal is the one that hands out the discipline stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yeah, I had my our vice principal, my junior and senior in high school, wrapped around my finger. Yeah, yeah, I did yeah. too. Actually, I got I got suspended for mooning, and then I did it again a week later. No. Wait, hold on, you hook, got suspended baby. for showing your ass? That is not on brand with you at all, Andrea. And I'm shocked, frankly. I mooned the entire staff volleyball game. That's so and funny then, because a there's a picture of you like in 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 that school bus mooning some other school bus right I don't know that's if that the was second the time thing. that was there the second go. time and also <laughs> that was old school mooning now she just moons us on Instagram I you yeah you gotta, she just doesn't wear pants guys that's for my brand that's different it's business okay who moons though would you grow up in an eighties comedy that's like <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> Canada so yeah yeah actually yeah. yes. There wasn't a lot to do, man. And, That's uh, funny. Yeah, Mostly mooning. mooning and pantsing. 
Yes. Oh, I love a good pantsing. <laughs> that was my biggest fear around the pool when I was a youngster. <laughs> yeah, oh. pantsing's like kind of a, a horrible thing, but I got is, pants. It's rich. I'm sure you did. I got pants, right? I, I, I was like probably like, you know, in those weird, awkward teenage years, like 15. Yeah. And we were just like all hanging out in this one part of like uh, tra- very trashy town. And mm-hmm. this one guy, he pulled my pants down and I was like, Okay, I mean, I'm very cute, first of all. Second of all, my bra and panty game when I was a teenager was really strong. Yeah, because you're one of the Yeah, for girls, I would figure it wouldn't be that bad. And I was like, okay, like, you guys just saved a lot of time for me. Now, every guy that we're hanging out with knows, like, go for it. (laughs) Yeah. She's got the goods. Yeah, I, I, like, left the pants down for a little while. She's got the Victoria's Secret matching (laughs) set and that body spray. Yeah. All right. Well, I once it. I once made the mistake of pantsing a friend of mine in front of his younger brother and accidentally also pulling down with it his underwear. Yeah, and that's that was, the that was an awkward time for the family. <laughs> Men's tiny dicks. You're hey, what do you have? A little piece? What happened? What, what does the little brother have to do with it? What you I pants him in front of it like his his grade school brother, and now he knows what his brother's heart on looks like oh why was he hard yeah, was i don't know hard? we're teenagers oh and... is this the neighbor you would hook up with Hamda? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also God. i love the term little piece i'm gonna keep take that with me <laughs> no. it's a great fucking term <laughs> next time i see a small dick i'm gonna be like yo check out that little piece you got going it's got a little wee wee yo <laughs> Does that piece come in a larger size? Oh my god, yeah, I would actually like the larger one. Uh, <laughs> being made fun of is a very stressful situation, and the best thing to do in a stressful situation is talk about it. My favorite way to talk about my issues and my stressful situations is by using BetterHelp Online Counseling. BetterHelp Online Counseling is great because there's licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, family conflicts, self-esteem, and anything you share is confidential. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. It's convenient, it's professional, it's affordable. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting BetterHelp.com slash New York. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash New York. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash New York. So, uh, Henry, you... Yeah are not from New York, you know, no matter how many times you play um, a hot dog salesman. Mm-hmm. I Twice. see. I think that's what it is too. Okay. See, this is what I mean. Like yeah. you, you're telling me you're not from New York and it's like, but I've seen you sell hot dogs yeah, from I've a seen hot dog hot park in Central yeah. Park more than one time on the television. So it's yeah. like, I've, I've never seen you it. play hot dogs, but now I have just yeah. based on hearing the description. Yeah. Once on difficult dogs. people, once on difficult people and once mm-hmm. on um, Iron Fist. Yes. What was I, your lines? Do you remember? Like, you want mustard with that? Forget about an Iron Fist. The main bad guy is like transforming into like whatever like <laughs> bad guy he's going to be. And, and he like reaches and try to get the hot dogs. And I'm like, whoa, what are you doing? Like that kind of thing. <laughs> and then difficult people. Um, that's where I saw you, obviously, because that's Billy Eichner and uh, Julie Klausner come to buy a Diet Coke off me. And I tell her to smile. I'm like, oh, you should smile. And then she's like, fuck you. And then I'm like, fuck you. And then they like bitch me out and that's it. Oh, how'd you memorize that? (laughs) (laughs) They were like, they actually, that was improv. That was, they they were like, Henry, you are really, Uh you are really a a hot dog vendor. Uh, What would you do if a lady came up to you? (laughs) (laughs) And there you go. Lines. Um, So you're from Philadelphia. I don't believe it, but you say so. So we'll take your word for it. Mm -hmm. I am. I'm from the suburbs of Philadelphia. I'm from outside Philly. I was born in upstate Pennsylvania. um, Upstate Pennsylvania? Is that a thing? Yeah, upstate Pennsylvania is a thing um, near Wilkes-Barre, near Scranton. Where yeah, they, no, I'm, I'm familiar. Oh, where, where the uh, office. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So up and up there, their accent kind of, I think this is what, where whatever I have comes from. The accent up there tends to lean towards Midwest or almost Chicago. Yeah. So if, if you heard my dad, 
He'd be like, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. You know, my name's Terry. It would, he would sound like that. Oh, that's like right. kind of Canadian that transported me. A little bit, yeah. And then yeah. when we moved down to Philly, you know, obviously, you know, water, coffee, all yes. that. Kind of, it's, it, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's like, it's almost like Southern New York. What did yeah. you say growing up? Pop or soda? What? Don't make that New York face at you me. You bring me on this podcast and insult me? Pop? Never. Soda, soda. Wait, do you oh. say sprinkles or jimmies? Well, it's funny you mention that. As a oh. kid, I, we would say jimmies. That's wrong. Well, That's a condom. Yeah. I, no, well, I think jimmies might be a racial uh, slur. Oh, oh really? Yeah, that, which I've just started to realize that. So I don't, I don't say jimmies at all. Wait, so I, sprinkle, sprinkles? Chocolate sprinkles. Chocolate sprinkles. Oh, People, no. I, I just, well, okay, just knowing Canceled. Philadelphia. OK, <laughs> I'm going to have to assume everything that, they say is racist that the origin of calling chocolate sprinkles jimmies has something to do with race. Yeah, sure. And I also sure. feel like in a movie, I've heard somebody refer to an African-American as a Jimmy. So, you guys had to find a cute word for chocolate sprinkles and you bad. found Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'd like well, to see your dictionary. <laughs> the Philly dictionary. I the the Philadelphia accent that I remember. Um, Bam it's Margera. The, it's the trashiest. Yeah, when yes. he used to say meat. He'd yeah. Be like he's got meat. Yeah, and I see, used to say that all the time. I'm like meat. He's from Westchester. Yes. He so is. he's he's like out. He's more towards Delaware and like you know maybe like a half an hour outside the Philly and that's where it's really bad. Yes. Like my niece is like this cute, adorable, beautiful little girl. But then when she says water ice, you're just like, you want to throw up. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> do you think that that could be corrected? Uh, like, do you think you could fix her? Yeah, I think she'll you grow out of it eventually. I think, you know, as you go off to college and stuff right. like that and, and you get out of it, because I know that when, you know, if we have somebody from Philly on our podcast or if we're down in Philly doing a show or, or I'm, I'm home and around, you know, it comes out more and more. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, with my Canadian accent for sure. That's um, also a bit that they did on the bonfire. Um, they did a bonfire live, the show on Sirius XM, and they had someone. This was the Christmas show, and this was live at uh, the Comedy Cellar. They had one of the fans that's from Philly that has a terrible accent. It's the read worst. The night, the the was the <laughs> night before Christmas, <laughs> and it was like, I can't believe this is English. I can't believe this is English. It's awesome. This is so crazy. Yeah. Like Jay, Jay doesn't have it too bad. You know, I think, but I think that doing radio so and yeah, radio yeah, yeah, acting, yeah. comedy, like you kind of you know lose it. But here, you know, yeah. So I think you know that the upstate Pennsylvania thing mixed with the Philly, and then being up here, I've been up here for um, off, you know, with a little break in between, but for about twenty years. I was thinking about that before we did the wow recorded. Why did you move to New York City? Um, I moved up here. This I moved up here twice. So okay, tell us. Um, in 1999, I moved up here. My brother was working on Wall Street. He was doing very well. I had just gotten out of uh, theater school. Mm. All right. And then I said so you were year. doing great. No, I was doing bad. <laughs> I, I just fl- I, I had flunked out of college. No. And then you went to theater school. What? Uh-huh. Yeah. For fl- those hot dog rolls. I flunked out of college. I went to college to play football and I, I did that. And that's pretty much all I did. Uh, flunked out of school my sophomore year, but I had done a play in the spring of that year. And the guy who did the play was like, you know, maybe you should think about doing this. And I auditioned for a theater program uh, near my hometown and I got into that. And then when that was over, I did a, a year in North Carolina um, just to just to live down there on the beach. And then I, my brother was like, you know, come up here and all this stuff. So I came up here and was supposed to try to be an actor. But instead, I just ended up getting a job at a bar and doing coke all the time and driving my brother crazy. Telling oh, people. Gonna, yeah. yeah, but why were you driving your brother crazy? He was working on Wall Street. Was he not doing coke? No, no, not and not like that. No, he had a he had a very busy, you know, active life. And yeah, you know, usually that's what I mean. I That's what I know about cocaine is like, yeah. like I was introduced to cocaine on Wall Street. Yeah, yeah. no, not him. He was he, he was he, he, he was a straight shooter. Really How hard long worker. Did he let you stay too long years i mean we're like we're irish catholic we're like you know we're like ticks we're fucking super close together and is this in a one bedroom or is he this was in a studio on the upper east side (laughs) studio no you're an asshole and i lived are you garbage yes 
And I lived on a food. Remember those old wooden futons? Yes. Yeah, I lived where on. Where did one of he those. live? If you lived on the futon, uh, the yeah, futon he, is usually where you live in a studio. No, nah, yeah. it was in the the futon was in the corner. We had a nice little setup. We had a good time for a little while, but then after about a year <laughs> of that, was that wait, true? you didn't answer the question. Where what? did your brother stay? He slept he on his bed. Was in the middle of the room. There was there was enough. It it was right next to each other. So it you guys shared a bedroom. Yes. I can't imagine how stressful that must have been because life can be stressful even under normal circumstances. 2020 has challenged even the most difficult times of life. You need stress relief that goes beyond quick fixes. That's Headspace. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy to use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. Overwhelmed? Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. Need some help falling asleep? Headspace has wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus and increase your overall sense of well-being. I absolutely love using Headspace because it is so calming. You deserve to feel happier and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash New York. That's headspace.com slash New York for a free one month trial to access to Headspace full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash New York today. Did you, you share a bedroom growing up? Bed, yeah. We shared a bed. We shared a bedroom growing up uh, for like maybe three or four years when we first right. moved to Philadelphia. So did you feel like it was a flashback? Yeah, but I used when I was a kid, I would go into his room and sleep in his room next to him all the Aww. time until like an oddly old age like maybe like fourth or fifth grade yeah in your early 20s when you lived in (laughs) because i was always scared and plus he used to bang his head at night which means that you like bang your head on the pillow right and for some reason that was very comforting for me to fall asleep god what is your family like uh, we're gonna we're we're real fucked up Uh, yeah i I like this i'm picking up what you're laying down jesus christ so he has a regular bed in the middle of the apartment you have a (laughs) futon in the corner yeah and And you're just like, you're not sleeping because you're doing cocaine all day long. I mean, not like I'm not Robert Downey Jr., but, you know, <laughs> I'm working at a bar in the Upper East Side, which, you know, he frequented a lot. And, you know, it, it had like a little like almost like a sitcom kind of family. Yeah. That, like, you right. know, like like that was like my life work, working there. Sure. Yeah. All, all my friends were there. We were always there. Bah, bah, That's bah, 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 bah. Cheers. You worked at Cheers. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. It really was. It was fantastic. The people that owned it were. Um, what went wrong? Uh, what went wrong regarding what? Did you are you do you still work there? Yeah, is no. it still great? <laughs> no, still Something went wrong. You were doing coke and pissing your brother off. What went wrong? <laughs> That's exactly what went wrong. Okay, but no. Yeah. We, so we lived there for a year, and then we moved into an, a nice apartment in Murray Hill. We each had our own room, and you know, I just kept getting, I just kept getting worse and worse, and you know, just I never I like back then you had to like staple your headshots to your resume and like mail out like 5,000 of them to like casting directors. Sure. It wasn't like now. So there was just, there was no way I was going to do any of that. Yeah. Right. So I would just, you know, run my mouth at the bar and like, you know, everybody knew that like I was trying to be an actor, but I really wasn't trying to be an actor because I wasn't doing anything about it. I was hey, just like, be a cokehead. Yeah. I was one of those people that was just like sitting back and like thinking like, Oh, well, you know, like every once in a while, something would happen. Like some person would come in that's like a casting director and like, you know, like, oh, she might do like just waiting for somebody to save you. you yeah, know yeah. I mean? you, you wanted you, you wanted the New York dream. You were Joey from Friends. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm also Without picking a up, I'm picking up like a real <laughs> piano man vibe, too. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Extremely insecure. Just fucking, you know, just not a good situation. And then it wasn't until I did that. Were you dating? I was. I was dating. I was dating. Course, yeah. Um, a, C, a, a CEO, probably. No. Right. <laughs> I was dating this girl who who worked at the bar and she was just, I mean, beyond out of my league. And the only way that I think I was no, able to get what? with her. Yeah. The only way I was able to get with her is because we were like, you know, we worked together. We became friends. And you yeah. were her Coke dealer. No, um, she she didn't even know anything about that, which was which was odd. Uh, uh. 
And then she, when she broke up with me, we had moved into the place in Murray Hill, and I basically like shut myself down for like five years. I was basically just how long were you dating? Just for like a year or so, but it just like broke my heart. Wow, I was really in love with her, and I was young. Were you guys the same age? No, she was a she was maybe like five or six years older than me. Mm. Ah, like smoking hot, she crushed me. Yeah, that'll. And then I basically stayed inside the apartment for like five years. You know, um, Sounds I actually like you're over it now. <laughs> things are going well. Uh, I love you. <laughs> Do you um, want us to locate her? Yeah. <laughs> yes, oh, gonna... are already taking care of that. Okay, <laughs> don't worry. Facebook, Instagram. I'm out in front of a house right now. Now, don't be silly. Um, what else? Is that silly? <laughs> so you. So when did you leave? I left in 2008. Okay. And I had I had gotten to my my brother had gotten engaged. He moved in with his fiance and I was living in an apartment in Sunnyside by myself and things were, you know, I was waiting tables at another place and you know, it was everything were unraveling quickly. So you you this is you, like you're you're moving on down, you moved to Queens. Sunnyside is yeah. in Queens. So it's like you were in Manhattan proper. Mm-hmm. Now you're in Sunny. I mean, what next? You moved to Staten Island? Like exactly. what I think well, I think next I was either going to, you know, I was going to die. Right. Or I was going to get in trouble or something like right. that. Right. So what, did you find Jesus? Like what happened? No, I just, you know, I, uh, I just Were came. You're still the, doing the Coke at this point? Yeah. It was getting yeah. worse and worse. Okay. All oh, right. it doesn't but get better? Very, very yeah. <laughs> surprisingly, no. Uh-huh. Um, uh, it, was, it was extremely functioning. Like, fun, like how, much, how many Coke a day? Like what's a typical day for you, morning to night? I mean, it wouldn't be a morning to night thing. It would be, it would be. Go go away tables, run around, be pouring sweat like a dirt bag, mm-hmm. and then have a couple of drinks, and then get like you know a hundred or two hundred dollars worth of coke. Do that all night, and Damn. then you know wake up the next morning like like all fucking freaked out. Go away tables again, and it was just a you know Ooh, it was that's a constant, constant cycle. That's super expensive. Yeah. You were rich. No, I wasn't. I like that. My brother was bailing me out on my rent and stuff like that, and it just got to a certain point where it was like. You know, I had like a, I guess a moment of clarity. Yeah. What was that moment? Yeah. Where do you? The moment was, you know, you you know, and I, I, you know, I have a very blue collar mentality. So I, you know, I was very like Bruce Springsteen. So like, I knew that I had like failed. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I never wanted to leave New York. I, you know, I, I I never did. And I was like, I, I, I have to. So I just, I moved down to Philly and, um, I stayed with a friend of mine for about a month. He was a nutritionist and, uh, the, you know, he kind of got me somewhat, you know, healthy. And then I moved into Philly and then um, I went to an open mic one night and I met Chris Cotton, who became my partner and best friend. Uh-huh. And he really taught me, uh, which is weird because he was like 21 at the time, but I was such a mess. He, he taught me the step by step process of how to navigate through the entertainment business. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Like, absolutely. I, like I said, like I never knew to, you know, I was just sitting up in there in, in New York, you know, yacked up thinking that someone was going to walk in and discover me. Yeah. You no, know, I never thought that you had to take these little tiny, you know, procedural steps to, you know, to, to, to right, get to where you, you want to be. You saw what you saw on TV. Yes. You were like, you know, you're, you're working at the bar. It's late one night. You're just cleaning mm-hmm. the bar. And then someone walks in. And it's like, kid, you're going to be a star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you didn't yeah. realize like you have to network and you have to, uh, you know, figure out where yeah. to go and where do to open submit. mics for five sure. years and get your, your face kicked in. Um, yeah. So yeah. what was your first apartment when you came back? Were you when still I came leaving? back. Yeah. Uh, when I came back, I came back in 2013. A lot of us in Philly had kind of, you know, gotten to a certain point and we're slowly coming up here or, or moving up here. Um, because I knew that when I moved home that I was going to come back. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wasn't going to let, you know, that beat me and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I moved in with a, with a friend of mine from Philly here in Queens and I stayed there for, I don't know, about a year, but then I got kicked out of that place. Why? Um, I thought well, you were, had your shit together. No, things, th- things resurfaced pretty quickly. Oh, in New York city. No. Yeah. Do you think it triggered you? <laughs> it'll get you. I think it does. Honestly, yes. I, I think yes, it does. It does. To, as someone who's overcome a substance abuse issue in New York city, it is one of the most triggering places. And it's so easy here. You can find someone who will fuck around you, fuck around mm-hmm. with you so easily. Yeah. I don't know what it is. If it's just, uh, you know, the, you know, I saw too many movies when I was a kid, but the, you know, the energy or whatever, it's like, yeah, hey, what do you know? Like, let's go, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
not not to mention not to say that in Philly we weren't having a good time. You know, we were, but it was it was it was always different. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I could go out and drink in Philly for four days straight. Not that I would, but I'm just saying I could and mm-hmm. never have the urge to make a phone call. Mm-hmm. But to you know, a drug dealer. Exactly. But mm-hmm. you know, up here, you know, it, it was it was different. But, so I who mean, gets you out? Uh, the my roommate who who was a friend of mine at the time. What did your place look like? It was nice. He it kicked was, you out. It was nice. I mean, like I said, very functional. And you kept it nice. Yeah, I wasn't like living. I don't know, like needles sticking out of my neck and stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, listen, your roommate kicked you out. We're gonna have a reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think there was you were it was too a, fun. It, it was a two part reason. I think. Um, I think you know. I was like laid on rent a couple of times and stuff like that, but nothing too too drastic. Um, but I also think that I had started to slightly not even move at maybe in his eyes, move ahead of him a little bit as far as comedy goes. Like he was still doing, he was still oh. doing mics and I had just kind of graduated into the, you know, the bar show situation. Wow. Um, yeah. and, he, and he had been up here I for know. about a year before me. And, you know, I mean, that's, you know, you guys are, we're, we're comics in New York, that shit, the hardest part, especially these days, like in this wave over the last 10 years was keeping your fucking head down. Yeah, because yeah. it would literally like I, I I watched that part of it drive some of my friends crazy. Yeah, I think and you it and almost I, drew it almost drew me crazy, uh, drove me crazy. I think you and I met at a shitty bar show at Niagara and it was like just so fucking bad. And yeah. I just remember being like, oh, God, I'm going to do more of these. I'm going to do some mm-hmm. cocaine about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> easily. Definitely easily. Yeah, it's very difficult. Yeah. Were you dating at that time, too? Uh, I was, I was dating a, I'd met somebody in Philly that, and we were kind of like off and on at that point, mm-hmm. but that was, that was fading away pretty quickly, mm-hmm. but now I'm in a, a great relationship and, um, uh, we have a nice apartment in Astoria and we're, you know, we're both happy. She does well. And, you know, things are, were slightly, slightly starting to work out for us, uh, pre pandemic. And when the pandemic hit, we, Kevin and I, Kevin Ryan, my partner in the podcast really focused on building are you garbage and now that's starting to work out a little bit so i can't complain that's great so now you're in astoria uh, Mm -hmm. but you've actually lived all over new york city you know going from manhattan to queens sunnyside astoria what are some of like your spots like as far as like yeah yeah like hang spots restaurant spots like talk to me tell me about what's number one okay um Mm. the girl from when I lived up here the first time, remember the one I said it was out of my league? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the heartbreaker. She, she lived on 43rd in Dittmars. Okay, so that's okay. an Astoria. Mm-hmm. And then coincidentally, fast forward 10 years later, I ended up moving in with uh, Her? a fellow comic oh. of mine, a, f- a, f- a fellow comic that we all know, who happened to live on 43rd and Dittmars. In her apartment. No, no. <laughs> he was banging her. I'll kill you. Um, no, so... Dittmar's Boulevard in Astoria is my most like endearing place. Like that's mm. where I feel the most comfortable. And like, you know, I just love it. So number one spot, K. Clytus on Dittmar's Boulevard, which is a Greek restaurant. Mm-hmm. Very just the good. fucking best. Um, what do you get there? What don't I get there? What, what's your thing, uh-huh. though? What's your like, you know, when they see you coming in, they're like, all right. Uncle Hank's here. <laughs> Hide hey, the silverware. Here he comes. <laughs> <laughs> tell them we're closed uh, no nah, it's a Greek place you know so we love all, all the seafood and stuff like that seafood, the lemon right. potato Ooh, the that's you do the octopus I do man but yeah. I tell you I don't know about you guys I the more Instagram fucking videos I see about octopuses getting out of jars or driving a car, okay. or smoking yeah, I cigarettes, I can't, man. I understand yeah. that. I actually had um, I had a smoking very bad cigarettes. nightmare about um, <laughs> with all the ten. I had a very bad nightmare about an octopus. Me and Alex Pavone got attacked by an octopus a <laughs> uh, <laughs> couple weeks ago, and it was it was terrifying. I got octopus uh, tentacle burn on my wrist from it. That's well, funny. Okay, so Ham, do you remember? Ham, do you remember when I first encountered Dittmar's Boulevard? That was Steinway uh, when you first. En- oh, Steinway! Steinway. Yeah. Oh my God! That was racist, Andrea. It's not yeah. the same. Steinway is a completely different situation. <laughs> yes, Steinway is a completely different situation. I'm sorry. Steinway, you have to triple double park. 
Yes. It's, it's, well, it's like a rule. Well, these I'm were some of the best I was that I got from Andrea because she she hit Steinway in Astoria. You guys have to look this up for the first time, and then just rapid fire texts with pictures. Like what the fuck? Why is there a car as an awning? Why is there a, a carpet shop next to a mosque next to? Um, oh, that was like in the twenties, right? In the like Steinway in like twenty fifth. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's the weirdest. It's like tr- it's like trying to be Manhattan, but it's so Queens. It's such a weird combination of things. And Queens- as as you walk down Steinway Street, the actual ethnicities change. Yeah. And yeah. you could see it and you could like everything about it. It's like it starts off like I think Algerian is done by the 20s mm-hmm. and then it goes into Egyptian mm-hmm. and then like eventually you get Greek. Yeah. You want hookah. Then you want souvlaki. Then you want a bagel. Then you want to see a lady <laughs> in a hijab. Then you want to see a novelty car <laughs> crashed into the. I was just like, I can't even get over how weird this fucking place is. I love it. I'm so a- what's your incredible Queens is yeah. the best. I, I think I, I yeah. have. I've lived on the Upper East Side, the Upper West Side, Brooklyn, um, Murray Hill. Uh, I never lived in the Bronx or Staten Island, but I, I mean, I know Brooklyn has like, you know, the cool guy, Williamsburg vibe and stuff like that. Right. But the thing about Brooklyn is anytime I've lived over there or worked over there, I always find myself fucking 25 minutes away from a fucking bodega. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, where the fuck is this place? Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. But que- it's I mean, too far. Astoria specifically, but Queens is, I think, one of the coolest places on the planet. Did you ever live in a shitty place? Like a really... I did Run down landlord. What was that like? Yeah, I lived in. Uh, well, when I lived with the comic, he lived downstairs, not the first comic, but the uh, over on 43rd. He lived downstairs in like a nice, nice apartment. I lived upstairs with his uncle who had been kind of <laughs> who had been <laughs> shut in in there for a long, long time. Did you guys share a bed like you and your brother? <laughs> did he do that? Did he do the pillow banging <laughs> like the three stooges? <laughs> brother misunderstood head banging. <laughs> Um, that was pretty rough. I, one of the, one of the, it was a nice apartment, but one of the roughest situations I had, I lived on, uh, Jordan Raybolt's kitchen floor. Oh, what? no, what? For about four months. Henry. Literally for four months. What, what do you mean? What do I mean? I slept what? on his kitchen floor and I had a deflating air mattress. Okay. So chef. you had an air mattress. So mm-hmm. did you have to be up at a certain time so everyone could get breakfast? <laughs> I mean, Jordan's like, a, you know, he's an in-shape guy. He likes to work out. I would wake up sometimes and he'd be doing yoga like two inches from my face. <laughs> like, hey, what's going on, buddy? Like, oh, my God. Was there, was there there not enough room in the bathroom that they put you in the kitchen? <laughs> was no, it a he, spacious kitchen? He took, it was one of those, it's like, you know, it's like a Brooklyn apartment. So it's like the kitchen was like three feet. What brought you to that place opened. in your life that you were sleeping on his kid? Like, I need to know the series of events that was, was like, this is what I need not to do. cocaine. It was yeah. when it was when my it was when my friend kicked me out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And okay. it was like, you know, it was like in a pinch, like you wanted me out like that weekend. Yeah. And wow. Jordan and I were doing shows in the village together and he was he was nice enough to fucking, you know, help me out. Yeah. Comics yeah. helping comics. For is sure. it helping, though? Like you could like that is so I would have been on the street. What do you mean? Did he have like a three bedroom and he lived alone and he was like, hey, Henry, you could sleep on the floor in my kitchen. No, it was him and two other roommates. How how long were you on the kitchen floor for? I think four months. Oh, my God. That's a long time. A long time. With Like all my shit around me. Oh, and then after you left, did they get a puppy because they just missed you? (laughs) They got an iguana. <laughs> they missed the smell. <laughs> oh my god, four months on the kitchen floor, Henry. Yeah. Wild. That's I feel in like New that's, York City for that's you. That's very New York. Yeah. Did, did anything ever happen to you that was like so New York? You're like, okay, I'm officially a New Yorker now. This can't happen anywhere else. I think uh I I remember reading the email and I thought about it. this was very like New York romantic comedy, I thought. Um, mm. So when I first moved up here, I was in love and dating a girl who I had met at theater school. And then she was, um, she had gone to, romances. she had gone to NYU. Okay. So when I spent a year in North Carolina, she, she did her freshman year here. And then when my brother said, come up, it was just like, oh my God, this is all meant to be and working out. Um, but you know, like when I got up here, I was a fucking disaster off the jump. So 
she broke up with me maybe like a year after I got up here. And again, it, it, it devastated me too. I think that's why the next breakup devastated me so much because I was devastated from the first one. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. I yeah. know I'm not painting the picture of a strong, confident <laughs> you're not, man. You're not right? sad. You're not in touch with reality very much, Henry. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was me back then. You know, I was, I was, you know, I was extremely insecure and I, I, I was fucked up. But yeah, uh, so she breaks up with me. And, you know, again, like, you know, I, I, I didn't really go out and stuff like that. And I was like, you know, I was hurt and I was calling her and blah, blah, blah and all that shit. And maybe like a couple months later, my buddy's like, come on, man, you know, me and a bunch of us, you know, we're all going out to dinner. You got to get back out there. You got to get out of the apartment. You got to fucking whatever. Were you just wearing sweatpants a lot? Yeah, sweatpants, drinking orange juice, smoking <laughs> weed, fucking just, you know. Now you're Chandler. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah now I'm Chandler. Yeah. Uh, uh, so he's like, come on, we're going to this place in the East Village. And I remember saying to him specifically, I'm like, listen, man, I don't want to run into I don't want to run into her. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because, you know, she goes to school down there. He's like, dude, it's fucking New York City. It's fucking Friday night. What are you, a fucking idiot? You think you're going to run into your fucking ex-girlfriend? Mm-hmm. So what a go. pep talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're nothing. Neg- Let's go. A lot of negative reinforcement. And th- that was my buddy from that I grew up with. So a lot a lot of negative reinforcement is how mm-hmm. we uh how we navigate through life. Mm-hmm. But we go and it was like something out of a movie. We're sitting there, this big long table, everyone's like talking and laughing, and I'm just like kind of like, you know, sitting there, you know, stirring my drink or whatever. But then I start to kind of loosen up a little bit and I feel good and you know, like, yeah, you know, this is just this is gonna be okay. And you know, like I didn't, re- I don't really, even now, I don't have a lot of mechanisms inside of me to make myself feel better. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, so <laughs> yeah, you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> so, so you know, that was kind of the situation, and I'm sitting there, and I look up, and you know how they have the the menu outside of a of a New York restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And people walk up and they look at the menu. I look up and I just fucking see her standing there with some guy as no. they're looking over at the menu. Yeah. And God. then I'm like, I'm like literally sitting there staring at her and she like, you know, she looked amazing. Like just like happy and fresh. You know, oh. she, had, she had gotten her, she redid her hair. She, you know, she'd lost some weight. That's how I know, you know, you're getting broken up with when a girl, when a girl comes home and she's changed her hair and she started working out. Yeah, yep. she's you know preparing you're done. for the yeah. dismount. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking pack your shit, loser. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> but I look up and she just looks up at me and like we just make eye contact. And like then the guy just like puts his arm around her like he didn't see it, but like just naturally puts her arms around her and just yeah. like kind of sweeps her away out of the frame. And I never oh, saw her again. God. Oh, I didn't think that that was gonna end like that you were like this is from a rom-com no that's 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 the rom-com for that other guy yeah 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 (laughs) like this is not rom or com hey isn't that your old fat loser boyfriend (laughs) they have a good laugh and walk away anyways babe let's go fucking be rich (laughs) dude i had i had someone i had an ex show up at a show with his new girlfriend once that i was producing and and he i was so in shock about it and he was such a fucking cunt that he, that we were all just standing outside of the bar and she's just standing there. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to introduce myself to this girl. I'm doing it. Why am I doing it? Hi, I'm Andrea. <laughs> nice to meet. I'm like, why am I? Ah, ah. Because I'm like, it's so inconsiderate to bring to, to show up to my show, to bring a person. Yeah. You're doing this to torture me. Yep. I'm, I'm so in shock about the fact that you're doing this. But but now I I still have my fucking Canadian manners, so I'm just like, hey, nice to meet. What the fuck is <laughs> happening right now? And I was hosting a comedy show. I went to the bathroom. I fucking wept, and then I came back on stage and was like, "How's everybody doing tonight?" I always feel like I need to warn. Like if I meet my ex's current girlfriend, I'm like. Should I give you a heads up? Cause yeah, <laughs> you're you're about to whatever. Run. I never like, dated Run. someone who was good enough to like get another girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> 
like I no, but- barely like I and- think one one of my ex boyfriends like had like is married and has but like everyone else it's like they I could just call them right now they're just still alone. Andrew, you know what's funny is with that story, I honestly feel like you know, especially like when we were crawling out of the you know the the mics and the bar scenes and stuff like that, when yeah. like we still had because I would say now I have some connection to people that aren't involved in comedy, but that was yeah. always a, a part of the process. I remember like older comics saying like, do you still have regular friends? Yeah. And I'd be like, yeah. yeah, I still have regular friends. And they'd be like, Oh, you know, in a year you won't, it'll be everybody, you know, yeah. You know, you just drift away from them. And like, what, cause what you're doing is so crazy to them, yeah. you know, at like 25 or, or whatever, like, you know, yeah. they're like getting jobs and stuff like that. They'll, they'll just, you'll be away from them. But there is a process in that, like breaking away period, where I feel like people from our regular lives come to shows and shit like that to like, yeah, support. It, not, but not. It's not even. It's like it's like to watch the car crash. Yes, <laughs> you know for I mean? sure. I had I produced a show one time, and uh, I, I was. This is when I was working a regular job, and all my coworkers were like, "We're gonna come together." And it was like 20 of my coworkers that came and I was hosting the show. And every time I got off stage and stood in the back of the room, one of them would come up to me and tell me what I should do better. Oh, no. And then when I got to work on Monday, they were like, you weren't that good. Um, You know, the comics were pretty good. Like you could tell that you're like pretty new. And I'm like, oh, I've been doing this for like 15 years. But Yeah, they were like they were like haters. Yeah, wow. yeah. I want who asked them for their comments. Oh no, I I never talked. Like I deleted every one of them and blocked them on Facebook after that. And I didn't talk to anyone at work ever. Again. Like that was it. Mm. That yeah, was the I, beginning of the end. I invited people from work to a bringer show at Broadway Comedy Club. Shout out to Sheba Ooh. Mason. Thanks a lot for that shit, bitch. Um, so I am not associated with that comment. Mm-hmm. I am. Um, I am. I and, hate that place. Broadway uh-huh. comedy. Oh, fuck that noise. Fuck that shithole. Anyway, so I got suckered. She sent me a Facebook message being like, hey, I've seen you around. I would love to give you an audition at blah, blah, blah. Like the classic sucker. Yeah, sucker, the bringer, the bringer suck, uh, pitch. Sucker an idiot into bringing all their friends. So I bring I don't know, 20 people from my job when I was working in fashion, they all pay $25 at the door for cover to drink minimum fucking, you know, midtown prices. I mean, I, I fucking sucked. I sucked so fucking hard. It was humiliating, but also the comedians on the lineup, I'm like, is this person homeless? Like, I think this guy is actually, (laughs) it was me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was. It was Henry going, do you want a hot dog? There <laughs> is on your kitchen floor. There is no, you know, I don't want to use the word grind. I don't want to sound like an asshole, but there is no <laughs> crazier, brutal, like up at dawn, just fucking pride swallowing. Humiliating. Kick you in the face. Humiliating. Yeah, yeah. Journey than climbing through. New, the York, New comedy. York comedy scene. Yeah, there's there, no there other. There's no other. I don't know. It's right. pretty. Right. It's pre- well, I'm sure there's some kids exposing. in Syria that would disagree with me, but you know, <laughs> there's no obviously. Other. Oh Come God. to they're not on this mic, okay? Okay. <laughs> no, I, I kind of, I gotta agree with you, Henry, because with I with all feel things like, being equal, how about, how about that? Okay. Yeah, you're like really, you know, you're you're writing, directing, producing, and performing in comedy. Yeah. I, I think my memory of you and me, Tracy, one of my favorite of our shows together was this horrid bar show in Brooklyn. <laughs> and, and it was produced by a good friend of ours who's not well. And <laughs> was, I think I think they are fine. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy them very much. But at that moment in time, they weren't doing their best. They weren't living their best life. And right. Tracy just went up and was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> That's who I am as a person. It's like you're, wearing, like to- <laughs> you're wearing drapes as pants. <laughs> he was wearing. And OK, let me just tell you something. <laughs> Do you know what like embroidery fabric is? It's like a different kind of like it's almost like upholstery. 
Yeah. Right. So it's like when you go to a fabric store and you pick out fabric, um, you know, there's fabric that you use for clothing. There's fabric that you use for upholstery. This was an embroidered upholstery fabric that was made <laughs> into pants. Love it. And yeah. I just remember at this show, I, I, I literally threw all of my material out the window. I was like, yeah. I just have to talk about what's happening right now. <laughs> like what is happening? This is mental illness and we need to address it. And then I was, I was on stage for, I, I feel like it was like an hour yeah. and 20 minutes and I was like okay and I was talking the host was not in the room I was like and then he came in the room and I was like it's your turn to do the microphone (laughs) (laughs) I was like that is it's your turn now I have been looking for you for quite a while Tracy wasn't smoking a cigarette but she might as well have been she was just on stage being like and this fucking thing and what the fuck is this and are you kidding me what's your fucking deal you guys fucking I don't know drapes his pants and I am screaming i'm screaming there's maybe three audience members and me just screaming and i always like those kind of shows like i always leave with one guy that's kind of like thinking that i hit on him through the whole set and then they like follow me out of the bar and they're like so were you for real when you said that you would sleep with me and i'm like yeah i guess whatever just here's my card they're like probably I know, know com- I know comics are the first ones to say stuff like that. Like, oh, yeah, it is brutal. But I mean, it, it, it really is, isn't it? Yeah. It really, it really yeah. is. I mean, you heard that story. Yeah. The- Henry. Henry. Yeah, come- where Tracy mouthed off to a fucking room full of people. Yeah, it sounds like she really suffered that night. Come back. Come back. I, do, I, I do feel like we're coming out of that phase, though, like uh, as far as like um, like talking about comedy. Like yeah. I feel like since sure. we've since we've all kind of been in the mix here, that has been such a big thing. Yeah, like sure. you know, the older comics are talking about like the process or coming up or the grind or blah blah blah. I think people are kind of not not getting. I mean, maybe getting sick of it, but I think we're starting to come out of that a little bit. Well, there's nothing sure. else in this world that we could possibly talk about, right? Nothing is going on right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, Henry, we're going to ask you the pressing questions right now. Please, oh, God, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just so stressful for me to do this. Um. What is your favorite slice of New York City pizza? You know, it's funny you mentioned that. I've uh-huh. been having a thought lately. Okay, mm-hmm. share. That I think I'm coming to the conclusion mm-hmm. that the pizza in Philly. But you dare. I'm what? telling you, man. Don't you dare. What do you nope. mean? Okay, Maybe I'm just we're out of over. time. We're out of time. Uh-huh. Are you Thanks talking are you talking show. like like Lorenzo's? What are you talking? Yeah, it's, it's it's something sweeter about the sauce down there. Cheesesteak is not pizza. I don't know if we're comparing. Right. That being said, here we go. Okay. okay. Lorenzo's fa- is not terrible, though. I will tell you that. Go it's ahead. not. My favorite, probably my favorite slice out of everywhere in the city, except for like maybe John's okay. or Joe's. Ah, ah, ding, ding, ding. I win. Would be I Percy's like on Bleecker Street right off of McDougal. Oh, I don't know this one. If, okay, Percy's used to be a dollar slice place. All right, okay. it's it's literally if you walk down McDougal Street, if you're coming from uh, like the Grizzly Pear and okay. make a right, it's right there across the street on the left. Oh yeah, I know this place. It used to be yeah. a dollar slice place. Now yes. it's two dollars. He should be charging twenty yes. because I've, I've, oh, there's an old guy that owns the place that works there. When he's making the pizza, forget about it. It's sweet. The cheese is perfect. It's thin. It's crispy. It's fucking mm. awesome. Oh, wow. So um, I I just want to share with you guys and also with the listeners, um, I am (laughs) gluten-free. I've been gluten-free since March. Uh, I had a very big problem with gluten and it is... Tracy, I had a tumor and I'm still glad I'm not not gluten-free. Like I I would have traded you. It's like I get like you as tumor, you know, like whatever, but uh, I am gluten-free. Like this is important. We're just talking about important health stuff right now, Hamza. Like, you know, like dangerous stuff, like gluten. (laughs) So I got this book called No Gluten, No Problem Pizza. And they it's 70 different recipes for pizza. And it's like, you know, you get like the regular New York pizza. You get like the Neapolitan crust. You get a Chicago style, Detroit style, like all these different things. So I've been trying to perfect the New York crust because gluten free stuff like tastes very grainy a lot of times. I don't know if you ever like by accident ate it, but it's like Mm -hmm. this is fairly good. I have uh, dedicated my life to this at this point. Mm-hmm. I had to buy equipment. I have a pizza peel, like you know that big spatula thing that you put in the oven to get the pizza out. Like that, I have Damn. that. 
Damn, I have Tracy. That. Yeah. E- ever since the beginning of COVID, Tracy has been like, you know, connecting the gas line to her own oven. You know, I've now convert. I converted my oven into a pizza oven. I got this very, very heavy piece of steel, and I super. Where are you getting heated. steel from? Did you order steel online? Amazon. Amazon. My my doorman was like what is in this package? I can't lift it. <laughs> I was like, nothing. Just shut up. Mind and your business. <laughs> yeah. So I converted my oven into a pizza oven. I have a big pizza peel and I've been trying to perfect this. I've been on Facebook talking to the people that own this, that, that wrote this book. And I'm like going back and forth. I'm like, I don't know about this one. This isn't working too well. Like, and we're really trying to just make it so that I can make, I, I, I work in a pizzeria. That's what I'm I would die. I would die to watch you in your apartment with this fucking pizza peel oh, in your Uggs, stream in your Uggs. <laughs> do you wear the apron and have like the soccer game on wear- and shit like that? Go all out. <laughs> I do. I do. You know what? Uh, did, so it's pizza from all over the place. Is there at all a Philly style pizza in this book? Um, it, there might be, but I don't think. See, Philly style pizza no, is just it's just New York pizza. Yeah, it's just pizza. Just okay. pizza. It's just pizza yeah. because I used to um I used to work. <laughs> Although, Stop. can I say this? <laughs> I used to work a lot in Philadelphia. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. On South Street. Shut up. That's Lorenzo's. Which is, which is uh-huh. where Lorenzo's is, which is why I'm so familiar. First of all, the Lorenzo slice <laughs> is bigger than my head four times over. You're lying. Henry, I don't know if you know this about Tracy, but she's had every goddamn job in the fucking books in every oh, really? city. Someone's like, I lived in Beirut. And she's like, yeah, I was a flight attendant. Like, <laughs> I used to make pizzas over there. Yeah. (laughs) All right. If we're starting, a lot of people have been asking me, like, I want your resume. I did. Okay. So if we're starting from, so my first job ever, obviously babysitting, but that's not like a real thing, right? Because who cares about kids? Sure. But um, uh, Sugar Bun Bakery, Mm -hmm. Key Food, Mm -hmm. your favorite. Yeah. And then when the Key Food turned into a CVS, I was like, I'm loyal. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I was the beauty advisor at CVS. What? Jesus! I worked in two you different Applebee's. That it was on aisle one. Uh-huh. <laughs> I would I would organize the like all the mascaras. <laughs> <laughs> um, two different Applebee's, one in Brooklyn, one in Long Island. Okay. Uh, P. F. Chang's, Grand Lux Cafe, uh, a Greek restaurant. Uh-huh. A, um, uh huh. A hold on, wait. This is coming a to tour me. Tour manager. Uh-huh. Tour manager. A dental um, assistant. I, I worked in at a record label. Um, <laughs> you were at the tanning bed. Let's not forget. And the, the tanning back salon wax. was my favorite. The um, back I, waxing. The, well, that was at the tanning salon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hanging at a tattoo shop. I felt like the that tattoo was a shop. Job and then I used to like do stuff for the tattoo shop, you know, whatever they asked me to do. That um, steak place. Bury a body. Uncle, yeah. Uncle Jack's Uncle, Steakhouse. But Uncle I worked Jack's. in corporate for Uncle Jack's Steakhouse. Uncle Jack's Steakhouse. So, do you know? So Henry, no, do you know so Uncle good. Jack's Steakhouse? It's owned by Willie Deagle, who used to have the show on. Uh, they used to have a show on Food Network where he Do would you, go on. It was like an undercover restaurant show. Are you sponsored by Uncle Jack still? I am. I am. Listen, they didn't let us leave the office like at all for any reason. Uh, but I ate filet mignon almost every day. Delicious. Okay. Worth it. I'm just saying that was uh, <laughs> that. Was that. Um, what's the other one? Le- I worked in a Lebanese restaurant. Speaking of Beirut, there you go. There Boom. you go. <laughs> Yeah, um, I were. I'm trying to think of like other offices. I worked in property management. I worked in construction. Sure, yeah. Not in the office in construction. Uh, in project management. Sure. Um, you know my landlord and the air conditioner. I do know your landlord. Street. Ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, Tracy oh, has I- my landlord's fucking phone number in her phone. I don't. He doesn't respond to me. But I was like, oh, I. Who are you? I don't yeah. know. We're trying to find out. That's why we started this podcast. It's only in New York bullshit. Yeah. That's a cover. Oh, uh-huh. I also worked at an accounting firm and I was like, are you what? positive? Wait, listen to this. I was like, are you 100% positive that I don't have to do accounting? They were like, not at all. Um, I got to the job mm-hmm. and it was basically an accounting job. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I can't do any of this. So I, ju- I think I talked about this before. I just kept making coffee and cleaning the kitchen. I don't the office. This. No. Okay, yeah. So you were an accountant as well. I was trying yeah. to distract. And I, um, so for like three weeks, I was like, I kind of dodged like a lot mm-hmm. of things, like a lot mm-hmm. of my responsibilities because, you know, you're still like training or whatever. Yeah, they yeah, don't sure, expect sure, a lot sure. from you. And then when I realized like they were looking for like work from me, 
I called out sick with uh, a stomach virus. Mm-hmm. And that's they, how this pandemic and, But then I kept mm-hmm. saying, like, I don't see myself getting much better. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, for like a whole week. And then they you fired You called me. in dead? Mm-hmm. Basically. Yeah. And then I worked for, I worked for a floor. don't look good. Yeah. I worked for a Hey, guys, um, I'm on a ventilator. Um, I may or may not see you later this week. Can a you just t- tell Johnson to take over my accounts just for right now? It was in, in, I think it was in 2011 or 2012. I worked for, in 2000, yeah, maybe 12. I worked for a Is that when you were an astronaut? <laughs> I was never an astronaut. That's very we, scary. I don't know that. Um, I worked for a flooring company and they hired me as a receptionist. And I was like, this is so easy. I have to do nothing but answer the phone. And then when I got there, they said that I was so intelligent that Mm. they were going to make me a flooring estimator, but it was the same pay. And they Um, were like, yeah, you just have to learn all of this architecture um, software. And I was like, oh, I, oh, I don't want to do any of this. Did you pretend you were answering their call? Hi, how can I help you? Oh, you're breaking up and just hang up. No. So they gave me all these flooring estimating jobs. And (laughs) what I did was I called out sick and I told them I had bronchitis and they were like, that's fine. You know, just like take the week off, whatever. And then they were like, um, you know, do you want to come back? And I told them, I was like, this is getting worse and worse. Like, I don't think it's going to be better. So then I quit. Like two weeks later, I quit finally because I was just so scared of the confrontation. Mm-hmm. And they were like, all right, well, be. come pick up your last check. And I was terrified to do that. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm actually not well. Can you send it to my house? Mm-hmm. And I made them because I never wanted to see them again. Yeah, because you're a liar. Love picking up the <laughs> last check. <laughs> they were the liars. Uh huh. That's true. That's. I true. just wanted to be a receptionist, so that's um. Yeah, that's all I could really. Re- I worked in media for quite a while. I worked at Billboard magazine. Um, I worked in. I ran ad servers for. Uh, what the fuck? I ran ad. Ser- that was like my main real job is that I ran ad servers. For she was a programmer campaigns. at Zoom. Uh-huh. I, was, I work for Zoom now. And yep. uh, thank you guys so much at Zoom for making it possible for us to record this podcast. Oh, my God. I love it. Shout I out to my coworkers. <laughs> so, Henry, did you know that about me? I did not. I did not know that you were. Your mother Crazy. didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, she's up. like, I don't know what she does. Mm-hmm. She's, yeah. My mom's like, whatever, she'll be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's quite the resume. Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah, I put it all. Imagine I put that all on my resume and then apply for a job. <laughs> it's eight pages. Yeah. And they're like, but what? Like, what do you do, though? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I just, I'm sorry that I went off that on that tangent, but a lot of people have been asking me. I needed answers. People needed to know. Oh my God. I totally get it. Um, Henry. Yeah. Your podcast is so fabulous. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Are you garbage? So you have people on your podcast, comics usually, Mm -hmm. and you ask them a series of questions to see if they are garbage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How many people have not been garbage do you know off the top of your head like are most people garbage yeah most people are garbage yeah wow um, that's fun and that's something that Tracy, we does that turn you on <laughs> i know i don't like it's not that kind of garbage oh okay it's not right. sanitary it's not like, workers. right it's not like okay. dsny right mm-hmm. okay. yeah it's something that we celebrate you know garbage you know we have a theory that you know everybody no matter you know what background you're from whether you had money whether you didn't have money either you grew up garbage, you know, your parents did garbage things, which are just like, you know, like salt of the earth, earth kind of, kind of moves like mm-hmm. having like a second refrigerator in your garage. <laughs> that was like a hand me down old refrigerator. That I have one only- of those. Yep. Exactly. That was for like sodas and beers and ice pops and shit in the summer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, your seasonal foods. Exactly. Uh-huh. Or like a meat freezer somewhere. Yes. I had that too. Or, uh, you know, if you had aunts or uncles that you would call them by a name that wasn't their name. Correct. You know what I mean? Like an Aunt yep. Tootie or an Aunt Zippy or an <laughs> mm-hmm. Uncle, you know, an Uncle Duck. I had an like Auntie Anne. <laughs> there you go. Does a drunkle count? If I had a drunkle, like a relative who I called an uncle but wasn't actually Oh, it's uncle. called the Funkle. Absolutely. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. that's fucking garbage. Drunkle yeah. Dave. Drunkle Dave. Rest um, was he drunk or fake uncle? Both. Or both. <laughs> okay, yeah. there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Um... And it's, you know, it's really fun and, it, you know, kind of humanizes comedians. And it was something that, you know, as we were doing it, we realized that it was the things that people were talking about were things that normally wouldn't come up in, in regular podcast conversation, you know, just sure, making right. the specificity of it. Uh, but the there's only been maybe 
three people that weren't garbage. Wow. And Ralph Sutton, the co-owner of Gas Digital Network, was was probably we just did his episode last week, was probably the most ungarbage person. Ralph was on our podcast last week yeah. too. Yeah. Wow. A who very classy guy. Who yes. were the other two? It's funny because all we talked about was strip clubs, but yes. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't think. It was I can't me. think of them off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah were you me. not garbage? You I was were not, not garbage. garbage. Yeah, okay. So Tracy and then one more. I, and I can't but think see, of this I is know the barometer? Yeah, what? I know, I know who the other one <laughs> well, was. She didn't, she, did, she didn't mention the 45 jobs and working for Uncle Jack's. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't yeah, you, ask. You got better conned, Henry. You got to refine your... Um, the other comic that wasn't garbage, we're not going to say his name on this podcast, but he actually is garbage. Okay. Moving on. Henry... Where can they find your podcast? Uh, the podcast is on the Gash Digital Network. We have it anywhere that you, you get your podcasts. Uh, Spotify, obviously, iTunes, everywhere. And then uh, we have our own YouTube page, Are You Garbage, which we, we show it on there. Amazing. Nice. And where yeah. could they find you on social media? Uh, at H Foley on ice on Twitter and Foley okay. Grams on Instagram. And I know that's not socially succinct, but I'm okay. an idiot. We like it. Uh, Hamdo, what's going on with you? Well, it's Thanksgiving. And yeah, it is. We are making crazy deals only in NewYorkPod.com. So we have the deals. Black Friday and the Cyber Monday. So check it out now. Only in NewYorkPod.com. If you ever wanted the stickers or the experiences, or there is a show that's not in your feed that's only in only in New York pod.com. And now you can get it at a deep discount. So other than that. Ooh. I have a podcast called Keith and the Girl. We've been running 15 years. It's a comedy podcast, and it's available anywhere podcasts are. Keith and the Girl, keithandthegirl.com, and that's on social media as well. Andrea, what's up with you? Follow me at Andrea Comedy 69 Slide into the DMs. Send your love. No dick pics. Venmo only. Oh, we changed please. our... <laughs> Yeah, wow. I'm, I'm getting sick of it. Um, okay. What are you married? <laughs> What's going on? I'm a proper woman now. Hmm. No, no. Uh, I'm whatever. Send your dick pics. I take it back. <laughs> Come on, I take it back. Send them. Send them. All right. Well, just text them to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> screenshotting all of them. I want you to know that. Yeah, no. I mean, she sends yeah, them to me, yeah. so it's not private. What happens in my DMs, people? <laughs> But uh, hit me I unsubscribe to the to the dick pics text chain. Yeah, you I know. I are no fun. I, I've never felt no. more upset. Henry, do you want in on that or yeah. I'm no fun? <laughs> yeah, get me in on that. We share. Ha- see what the like, competition's like. Let's see the- some little pieces. <laughs> little wee wees. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of little pieces. There's some big pieces. Hemda's text was for the future. Um, I would please like to not be included. <laughs> On any kind of male genitalia pictures or of any these, kind of nudes. These hogs that are coming your way. Um, okay, so Andrea Comedy 69 hit me up there. Hemda will not see them, but Tracy <laughs> Henry absolutely will. Um, <laughs> and I host the podcast, The Hot Mess Comedy Hour. You can check me out wherever you find podcasts. And, uh, you know, just it's a good time. It's a fast time. It's a fun time. I love it. I love it. Um, you could listen to my other podcast, Teen Mom Trash Talk, 90 Day Fiance Trash Talk. And uh, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you love it. Make sure you go to iTunes, give us a five-star rating, an amazing review telling us what you love about the podcast. Mm-hmm. Go to Only New York Pod for all of the sales experiences. Oh my God, you'll never believe what's there. So go over there and check that out. You could follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Trixie Tuzini, and you could go to Tracy Carnazzo.com. And guys, don't forget, I'm on Cameo. So if you guys want a Cameo, uh, yes. it makes a perfect um, anniversary gift for your wife. I um, bought my friend a Cameo from Tracy. Yes, a, friend of, a friend of mine was like, is Tracy Carnazzo real? And I was like, kind of. <laughs> and and I'm, she's like, I'm obsessed with her. I'm like, I get it. And I, and I surprised her with a Cameo. Sarah oh my Tui. God. That's Shout right. out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so guys, uh, I, I do make, it's very good um, funeral gift, like anything, any kind of thing that's going on in your life. Uh, I really do cheer everyone up. Uh, make sure that you're um, just supporting the show in any way you can tell one friend about it. Yes. Just tell one friend. Yeah, that's all we on. ask. Then come we have, on. so we have like a million listeners right now. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if you told one friend, we'd have 2 million listeners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you fucking doing? Crazy. All right, Andrea, what do you think? 
Apple sauce.